2: Push the red.
3: Please make sure we're recording this it time. Is re- it is. Don't touch anything.
2: <laughs> too too late. Right. Things are moving.
3: Hey, Dave. Hi,
2: Holly. How are you?
3: I'm great, thank you. How are you?
2: I am wonderful because it's that time of season. We're done with th- we're done with Halloween. We've eaten all it. Have you finished up all your Halloween candy?
3: No, I'm trying to pace myself.
2: Really? Yes. You pace yourself throughout. Uh, November.
3: Well, oh, i yeah. maybe eat 10 in a day, 10 pieces or 15 or 20 pieces in a day. And Holy then I have to skip molly. the next day. What is a... <laughs> That's pacing myself.
2: What's a piece?
3: Well, we like want minis this year, mini minis, like not just your regular minis, but they feel really small.
2: Okay. <laughs> so, hey, sure. So
3: therefore I can eat 20.
2: Okay. What, and what is, what's, what's the well, piece? Re- Reese's pe- well, there are, we have
3: a- Reese's peanut butter cups, Crackle, Kit Kat, Milk Duds, and Heath Bars. Ugh. It was a mix in this one bag. Well, we had three trick-or-treaters. So is
2: there nothing but Heath? Oh, no.
0: <laughs>
3: so a whole bag of candy to eat, 170 pieces.
2: And there's nothing but Heath Bars left.
3: I love Heath
2: Bars. Really?
3: Oh, my God. They're so good. Like toffee, toffee? crunch. Ugh.
2: Oh, it sticks to your, it's no, it's your teeth. No, it's crunch. Yeah, it
3: stays in your teeth for oh, a was- while, but that's a small price to pay. <laughs>
2: I just went to the dentist, and uh, she gave me a mouthful—literally, like, uh, "Oh, well, all right. Well, if you don't want to keep these teeth, then uh, just keep doing what you're doing."
3: Well, I will help you out with the candy if you want. You can chewy. We, uh,
2: well, uh, you can have all my toffee stuff. I don't. I don't think we got toffee. We're good. We're good on the toffee. Do you have any nerds? Um, I, I, we have finished those up. Yeah, we have. We had like a little bit of. You know, I don't. Our kids don't. Uh, we, we didn't have anything, any trick or treaters. We left town, so uh, or we we leave the house. So,
3: but did you leave candy out?
2: There was a little bit of candy. Okay, right? but uh, but not like you. Well, went, apparently, went, are you you're at home? You're waiting. We were home of-
3: with we three groups, and two of those groups were only one person each. Oh. So we had all our candy left. Off. I was really bummed. I left the lights on for a really long time because I thought people might come later, and nobody came, and it was very sad. But consequently. We get to eat the candy. I went looking the next day for nerds because I only had chocolate. Well, I had only bought chocolate stuff, so I went looking for nerds, and I couldn't find any cheap nerds, you know, 50% off nerds.
2: Well, yeah. I went to Rite Aid the next day, and it's 50% off all candy. Did you so, buy? No, because we had some candy. So I am like, I have enough. I need the, you know, there's a reason that uh, it's 50% off when you're when you're in high demand for <laughs> Yes. Your candy needs.
3: Well, I didn't think all the combinations that were bagged were good. So that's why I went out to get the nerds. Anyway.
2: All right. Okay. So enough uh, with Halloween. Welcome
3: to what difference does it make?
2: Yes. Welcome. So what happens after Halloween?
3: Our next holiday would be Thanksgiving.
2: Thanksgiving. So. And chock full of music. Thanksgiving.
3: Yeah. Is it? You think?
2: I don't No, Not necessarily. I did kind of a cheat. Sort of. Um, for this, uh, for finding songs that mean a lot to me. Oh. What? Don't owe me. <laughs> no, I, I, I so, make... uh Kind of my cheat is I, I went to, I, I took a, or went to the movies. And so there's a lot of Thanksgiving themed movies that uh, oh. where songs meant something to me. Not necessarily from the 80s. Some kind of tied into the 80s. I think that was the assignment. Find some songs. Doesn't necessarily need to be from the 80s, but something that means Something to
3: you. Right, so we're veering from the '80s today, and I didn't. I know you said that, but I didn't. I really went with the thank you songs, so they're not. So they're okay. songs that I love, but it's not that they mean so much to me. Okay, except for one of them.
2: Okay, great. Okay, That's,
3: but they're songs I love. I uh, love songs, but they're all really thank you themed.
2: Okay, thank you themed songs. <laughs> okay. now I'm curious. I can uh, as I'm thinking. Oh,
3: that, they're all pretty obvious. They're not obvious. In they th- are.
2: <laughs> okay.
3: You want to go first?
2: No, I want to hear a thank you song.
3: Okay. Well, um, whenever we do our favorites, I can never decide if I should go from my least favorite to my most favorite, or my most favorite to my least favorite. So I'm kind of mixing it up. But I'm starting with my favorite of these thank you songs.
2: It's a good place to start.
3: Okay. I'm go-
2: <laughs> thank you for doing this.
3: Yes. Well, this one, is- thank you for the assignment. I am going with Sly Stone. Oh. Which I thought was obvious, but I guess not, based on your response. Thank you for letting me be myself again. Mm-hmm. So do you know the song well?
2: I do know the song, but please <laughs> tell me why this is something you chose. Well,
3: I just love the song. I love it's It's funky. It's Sly Stone. It has a message, you know, that said, you know, his band was pretty integrated. And, you know, they really went with racial harmony. Um, but with this song, Sly Stone thought that message was getting lost. So the lyrics are he, – he said – which I, I kind of tried to read the lyrics after, uh, more detailed after I read uh, some of his feelings about this. And he said he feels the lyrics are scathing and mostly directed at himself. I didn't find – I don't find them to be that way. But then he, he feels that people listening to, it, to the song lost the message because the groove was so powerful. Cool. most interesting, and you would think because I have loved the song for a long time, that I would have known this, you know, that, so, thank you for letting me be myself again. Mm -hmm. Do you know, so, for letting me be myself again is the, like, the subtitle, it's in parentheses. Right. Do you know what it is, that it's not actually for letting me be myself again? It's not that. It's, it's spelled, for letting me, i n m e b I-N-M-E, B-MICE, M-I-C-E, ELF, ELF again, A G I N. Okay, right. So you got that? Did oh, you know yeah. that? Oh, I
2: did know that. Okay, I knew. Yeah, I knew this because I, I work for a radio station, and you have to type in all the music. You that was one of the songs you typed in. So, okay, so of so.
3: course you knew this. I never had to do this. Um, I never had to do that. But what I did find out about that, uh, it's called Amanda Green.
2: I don't know what that is.
3: A mondegreen is a mishearing or misinterpretation of a a phrase as a result of a near homophony, like a homophone, but in a way that gives it a new meaning. So mondegreens are created by a person listening to a poem or a song. And if you're unable to hear clearly the lyric or the, the the words in the poem, you substitute words that sound similar and make some kind of sense. Which we all do that when we're listening to songs and we don't know the words. But that's what he did with this. So there was a writer in 1954, Sylvia Wright, who coined this term, Mondegreen. She wrote it about how a girl, as a girl, she misheard the lyric and laid him on the green. It was in a Scottish ballad. Mm -hmm. She heard it as Lady Mondegreen. So now these things are called Mondegreens. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Yes. I thought that was really interesting. And again, I all this all these years I've loved the song. I did not know that the quote unquote subtitle was was not for letting be be myself again.
2: That's just like misheard lyrics. It's like exactly. Excuse me while I kiss this guy.
3: (laughs) Yes, kiss this guy. Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. So it's kind of like that thing.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah. So.
2: So there you go. Have you ever uh, Sly Stone played Coachella once? Um, And he's well. He well he's slightly crazy and he's, you know, he's kind of mysterious or he hasn't, he disappears, he's He's disappears. And then you never see him again. And, or for, for years, I don't know what's going on with him, but I remember this one time he was supposed to play Coachella and the band was there. Sly doesn't, he doesn't show up for like half an hour after, you know, the band is playing and I I can't remember the full story of, of Sly, but he just kind of, it was, it was tough watching a little bit, you know, you know, the, the band jam the, for half hour before he shows the, up. The Family Stone's trying to hold it all together. And then he comes on stage and he's got issues. And, you know, so it's, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. He's so talented. And, um, but, uh, you know, he's got, he's still got some some issues still. Yeah. And, but uh, so It's an,
3: like an Axl Rose kind of thing.
2: A little bit, but yeah. Maybe still, less like, angry. It, yeah. Yeah. If axel was still crazy and didn't real, you know. If Sly knew that there was a lot of money out there for him to to perform, he he might be able to get it together. More together, yeah. Apparently, because Axel got it together now. Yeah, when he realized. Yeah, oh, sure. He goes on stage on time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's get the band back together and let's play.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because
2: a lot of people want to see this and we'll pay a lot of money for it. Um, but yeah, right. Sly is one of those guys where it's like, oh, he's kind of mysterious or interesting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah,
3: no, I mean that he is interesting. The mist he- in the Mister in the mysteriousness.
2: Yeah, yeah. All the those songs were great. I love all the the Family Stone songs. I
3: love and- this. I love funk. <laughs> Bring on and, the funk. Yeah.
2: Nothing more funky than Thanksgiving.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs>
2: Sure. Well, if you're playing, thank you for let me be myself yeah. on Thanksgiving.
3: So that's my favorite. Well, okay. That's one of your favorites. That's that is one of my favorite thank you songs. Another one is coming next. All right, should but I, after you, please go.
2: Cheers. Should I start with one of my my favorite? So I'm I'm going with the movie theme and the. Um, I like that. All right, but well, the the movie I play every Thanksgiving is because it was a it's a concert film. And it was recorded on Thanksgiving Day in 1976. This is uh, the last waltz with the band.
3: Oh, very good. And
2: so, um, yeah, it's just the greatest show of all time. It's you know there's Eric Clapton, there there's Bob Dylan, there's Ringo Starr, Van Morrison, Doctor John. They're all they're all saying goodbye to the, the band. Decided to this band pack it up after uh, after 17 years some odd years together Um, so they put together this this farewell concert and it was filmed by Martin Scorsese and I just love every minute of it Joni Mitchell's in it too but yeah I love her so much she sings Coyote in the movie which is great no regrets Coyote
0: just come from such different sets of circumstance I'm up all night in the studios And you're early on your ranch You'll be brushing out a broodmare's tail While the sun is ascending And I'll just be getting home with my reel-to-reel There's no comprehending Just how close to the bone and the skin And the eyes and the lips you can get And still feel so alone run you just pick up a, hitch, a prisoner of the white lines on the freeway
2: It was on Thanksgiving day um, for I don't know how much the charge was. it was maybe like 20 bucks, 25 bucks. you got a Thanksgiving dinner. there was ballroom dancing before the show and then um, they they fed you. They fed the band or the, the audience. You got a turkey dinner and then, then there was dancing before the show and then and then the show starts, you know, about nine o'clock and the show went on till like three in the morning, That's something so like cool. that. So, so um, it's all condensed into uh this this amazing film. And there you know the interspersed uh band interviews and there's some studio performances of, of them. There uh Emmy Lou does some great performances in, in um, outside of the, the concert. It's just great because it's all these these classic rockers and they're in their thirties, so they're still pretty vivacious and, and just have so much energy. That you know, Van Morrison singing Caravan and he's like kicking into the air. It's you know, it's just like he's got so much energy. Like, you, you know, you you've seen the I, I've seen Van Morrison now. He is not moving around too much no. or he just he does what he does. A little older little bit old yeah they're all older. so it's nice to see these guys in their prime and they're just kind of full of themselves neil young is is in it too neil diamond is in it who actually neil diamond doesn't really fit the pe- bill pe- people thought that neil diamond shouldn't really wasn't really Aww. belong in you know he was of the 60s he's this old man what is he doing there he's like almost 40 he shouldn't be here <laughs> so uh supposedly uh he robbie robertson uh produced uh beautiful noise so that's why he was invited
3: oh, okay
2: neil diamond saying dry your eyes at the show and then he left and then you know as he's walking supposedly he as he's walking backstage he, he passes bob dylan and i don't know whether he says it tongue-in-cheek or anything but he's like uh top that and then and so dylan's like what well, then try what do i need to do <laughs> stay awake <laughs> so, you know and i don't know whether it was tongue-in-cheek or anything but it was just kind of like oh that's kind of funny it's yeah, and <laughs> so there was that, and you know, there's all these supposedly during Neil Young's performance, there was a little bit of cocaine that was noticed inside his like just <laughs> uh, out of his. So, there was a lot of fun going on uh, because it was 1976. I, I pick a song every year <laughs> that I love, but this I thought the best one would be Forever Young, the, the Bob Dylan song, just because it fits with the. the thing of being thankful for everything you have kind of and just good. just a way to, to live your life
0: may god bless and keep you always may your wishes all come true may you always do for others and let others do for You build a ladder to the stars, climb on every run, and may you stay
1: forever young.
2: And Dylan is great in this. He's just yeah he doesn't play the guitar anymore. So it's great. You know, he's on, just, he's got the guitar. He's got this, this like fedora hat he's wearing. He's got the scraggly hair and he's, you know, smiling a little bit and just kind of, uh, you know, he used to play with the, he played yeah. with the band. So, you know, watching, you know, Robbie Robertson takes a guitar. solo. it's just amazing. And Dylan's just putting his all into it. And uh, yes, it's a great reason to be thankful to be forever young. or trying to live that way. And the well last waltz, is a movie that everyone should see you should play it every thanksgiving and as it, okay and as the the as the first thing you see on the film is play this play this film loud is what it says so watch it and play it loud
3: you don't have to twist my arm to see this film as you do some of the others
0: oh, okay good do I, you have it have you I, <laughs> have you seen the movie
3: i know i've seen bits and pieces because again you old hippie my parents turned me on to this you know all those yeah. artists and bands and they, that's one of their favorite movies Yes. So yeah. I've seen bits and pieces, but not. I don't own it, yeah. but I will watch it.
2: Yes, I own a copy of it. I've got the uh, the four CD set, the <laughs> box set yeah. of it. It's nice to just to revisit that film every year and to listen to that music because it's just it's classic. Okay, well, that's Thanksgiving. Oh, so there you go. Okay. There's there's number one for me always.
3: Okay, good choice. Very good choice.
2: All right, that'll, Holly. I'd be a little. All right, step up to the plate. What do you got? Do
3: you like Alanis Morissette?
2: I do like Alanis Morissette.
3: Yeah. She's Oh, she,
2: are you gonna pick You of No? No,
3: I'm picking Wait, Thank you, you. What? <laughs> oh, I guess you knew that. Are you being sarcastic? Oh
2: no. Me? Sarcastic? What? I'm sorry. I'm gonna edit this out because that's horrible. <laughs> you are. No, don't right. anyway. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. But I I happen
3: to be a huge Alanis Morissette fan. I've I have loved her since the, the first First moment I heard, you ought to know. I specifically
2: been... did not pick "Thank You" because I had a feeling that yes. would be one that you would pick. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. So th- you picked uh, "Thank You" by Alanis Morissette. I did. This is not off her first album. No, the big is, one. Or- This
3: is off supposed former infatuation junkie, and yeah, it was a big. People were were waiting intently the three years to see if if anything she would do next would rival Jagged Little Pill. I happen to really like this, the album, Supposed Former Infatuation Junkie. Do you know what it's about?
2: I think she took these three years to just kind of rediscover herself or something. Yeah. wasn't? It? And isn't that what this is about?
3: Yeah. It, it's pretty simple, actually. There's no deep, hidden meaning. Uh, I had originally thought that, it, you know, because she had gone to India, mm-hmm. and she does think India in the song. I had originally heard that she was think that the whole song was about that trip to India, but it really wasn't. I mean, it was really, she had a lot of co- conflicting feelings after So the success of Jagged Little Pill, she said, I felt I lived in a culture that told me I had to consistently and constantly look outside myself to feel this elusive bliss. And I achieved a lot of what society had told me to achieve, and I still didn't feel peaceful. So I started questioning everything and realized that actually everything was an illusion. It was scary for me because I had believed everything I'd believed in was dissolving in front of me. She wrote, thank you, because she wanted to express how exciting it was and how scary it was and all these opportunities. She had all these opportunities to define who she was.
0: How about them transparent?
3: Do you remember the video? No. She's naked, roaming the streets with her yes. hair covering. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, now I do. Yeah. Mm. That's funny. I don't. <laughs> yeah. She said they were on the street. It was shot in downtown LA over over two nights. But she said she had to use a little bit of latex so I wouldn't get arrested because apparently if you're fully naked on the street anywhere in America, you risk that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She, it was it was four in the morning, so she was empowered. So that year, she was nominated for a Grammy for Best Female Pop Vocal, but lost to, do you know who she lost to? No. Sarah McLaughlin, I Will Remember You. So
2: sad. That yeah. song with the pets. And the, isn't it? I remember. Oh, yes, that was that? That's, that's that song. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, was, that's, I guess the sentimental. How, see, that's how we remember that song now. That's, I'm sure, it did very well for Sarah.
3: Yeah. Well, it did. I she just, won the Grammy. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That was that was during Lilith Fair, so there was all like the these are like Lilith Fair type artists. I think both Atlantis and Sarah played played that uh, that concert. Did you go? You I didn't. I never saw Lilith Fair. Oh, okay. You? No, I never went to that.
3: Seems like a Dave kind of show.
2: well it was? Uh, yeah, it probably was, but I did not go. Didn't feel <laughs> <Yeah>. welcome. <laughs> no, oh, I, no, no, I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was welcoming. Yeah. I know it's just me being uptight. <laughs>
3: um. So. I did I never heard this. There were two Weird Al did a spoof on it called fast food. Jimmy Fallon did a parody on uh, Weekend Update talking about his, his, his being grateful for all the different types of
0: candy.
1: How about many candy bars? Aren't they moronic?
0: How about cheap people that give you bags of pennies?
2: Yeah. Thank you, Mike and Ike. Thank you, Candy
3: Corn. Thank you, thank you.
2: Yeah, there's your Thanksgiving-Halloween <laughs> yeah. mix right yeah. there.
3: There you go. So, yes, big fan, and she will turn up later. Once once we pass the 80s, she'll turn up later for me because I she is, um, I was bowled over. I don't even remember a time since then, maybe once, that I was bowled over by a song as much as, or a whole album as Jagged Little Pill, but mm-hmm. hearing you ought to know changed my world. Really? Yes. Wow.
2: Okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. So-
3: <laughs> yes. So, so five
2: years from now, after we're done talking about the 80s, we'll get, we'll get into
3: some Atlantis. Yes.
2: Nice. Well, this seems like a good time as any to take a break, so let's stop it right here. Here we go.
3: Yeah, so go. Give me give me another favorite.
2: All right. Okay. I don't know if this necessarily means a lot to me, <laughs> but... Then never mind. But no, every Thanksgiving radio stations play this song, and it's like 20 minutes long. Do you know this song? 20 minutes long, It's talking about... Um, and it really has nothing to do with Thanksgiving.
3: No, if it's not Rush or Yes in a 20-minute song, I have no oh, okay. idea what song it's, it
2: is. It's mainly just... This Here guy this guy telling a story. Alice's Restaurant by Arlo Guthrie.
3: Oh, check you out. You're all hippie today.
2: It's super yeah. Well, we're going hippie theme, yeah. <laughs> this was uh what year was this? It came out in on sixty seven. Yeah. Um, and it's Arlo Guthrie. And it, it has nothing to do with really Alice's restaurant or, or with Thanksgiving, but it mentions both <laughs> of those. And for some reason, radio picks up on that, and like, and every Thanksgiving at noon, if you listen to a classic rock or a public radio station, they will play this this twenty minute song because you know nobody's listening, I guess, and we can, we can play this twenty minute song.
0: <laughs> hmm.
2: And, um, do you know Alice's restaurant? Do you know like what what he's talking about or what what's going on there?
3: I don't. I remember the song because again, another one my my hippie parents turned me on to.
2: Is it all right? So they probably sat you down every Thanksgiving and and played no. you this song. No. Oh, gather the kids oh, just around. Hear it. And, and okay,
3: do tell. Yeah. <laughs> tell me a little bit about Alice's restaurant. Well,
2: I can't tell you much about. Well, you could sing the th- the chorus. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant.
3: I probably could sing it, but I
0: won't. Okay.
2: But nice try. Walk right in around the back, just a half mile from the railroad track. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. So, that that's that's all he sings. And then he starts telling a story.
0: Now it all started two Thanksgivings ago as on two years ago on Thanksgiving when my friend and I went up to visit Alice at the restaurant. But Alice doesn't live in the restaurant. She lives in the church nearby the restaurant in the bell tower with her husband Ray and Facha the dog and living in the bell tower like that they got a lot of room downstairs where the pews used to be and Having all that room, seeing as how they took out all the pews, they decided that they didn't have to take out their garbage for a long time. We got up there, we found all the garbage in there, and we decided it'd be a friendly gesture for us to take the garbage down to the city dump. So we took the half a ton of garbage, put it in the back of a red VW microbus, took shovels and rakes and implements of destruction,
1: and headed on toward the city dump.
2: It, it's mainly about trash, really. <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> so they they
2: they go to Alice's restaurant. They're dumping out. The, they're, they they want to just like get rid of all the trash at the restaurant. So they put the trash in in their micro van and they drive away. And then they, uh, it's basically just uh, they they notice it's something like uh, over a cliff. There's some other trash down there. So they're like, oh well, we'll just throw the trash down there. So they throw the trash down there, um, and I think the police catch him and he gets arrested. But when it comes time for Vietnam, he has a criminal record, so he can't go to Vietnam because he Um, because of this this record, this criminal record he has.
3: Was he high when he wrote this?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Well, they're they're all, and it's called actually it's called Alice's Restaurant Massacre, which I guess is not necessarily massacre, but. I think it's not as violent as a massacre, so he called it the massacre. I, I don't know what's going on there. What did I write down here? Roughly defined in the 1965 Arlo Guthrie folk song, Alice's Restaurant Massacre," <laughs> as a suggested movement involving 50 people a day walking into the shrink and singing a bar of Alice's Restaurant in three-part harmony and walking out. The song claims this as a way to prove yourself mentally unfit for the draft after describing his own rejection over an arrest for littering the song based around a Thanksgiving dinner. It's a Coles favorite at, at this time of year. That's what I got from urban Dictionary Is What, uh, uh, is what, okay. what, what, it, what it had on there. And
3: did you check Snopes? <laughs>
2: no, I did not, but it is. Kind, I mean, it's kind of like an anti Vietnam, yeah. you know, being a hippie jumping in your Volkswagen and doing whatever you want to do, man. <laughs> Come on, man. So, um, it was actually became a, a movie in 1969, and Arthur Guthrie played a part in it, too. Just based on this, the whole song, this 20-minute song of you know going to the restaurant during Thanksgiving and throwing trash away in, in your microvan.
3: That's really funny. I always thought the new... I don't remember... I mean, I remember the movie. I remember that there was a movie, yeah. but I would have assumed the movie came, that the song was written for the movie, but the movie was based on the song you're telling me.
2: Correct. Yeah, right. this is based... On a true story-ish, I think. It's kind of uh, something (laughs) that actually happened to Arlo. It was some guy heard the song and was like, well, this is a movie right here. It practically writes itself. (laughs) So I've never seen the film. I'm sure it's spectacularly hippie-ish. 60s. 60s, yeah.
3: Spectacularly 60s. Yeah,
2: so maybe uh, I might, maybe during Thanksgiving, maybe I'll watch that. I'll
3: put it right behind The Last Waltz.
2: (laughs) Watch The Last Waltz first. All right. Give me something good instead of this hippie thing, this hippie crap we're talking about. Okay.
3: (laughs) I'm doing another thank you song, a literal thank you song.
2: All right. Yeah, that's right. This is thank you song number three. Yep. All right.
3: Thank you for being a friend.
2: uh, Andrew Gold.
3: Andrew Gold. Well, written by Andrew Gold, but I I actually I'm going to pick the version from the Golden Girls.
2: Of course you are. (laughs) Greatest show of all time.
3: Yes. Yes. Well, Andrew Gold wrote the song. Yes. And he, he said it was the quintessential Southern California sound of the late 70s. He said he was in his Brian Wilson phase when he wrote it. <laughs>
0: mm.
2: Sitting in a sandbox and thinking about surf.
3: Wait, that's
2: no Brian. Brian Wilson famously when he was going crazy it was just like sitting yeah. in a sandbox. And, you know, and I'm yeah, sorry it takes to bring you a whole other path. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let's go down. Our, why, why are we thankful for this?
3: I, I I just like the song. It's I just it's catchy and it's it's uh, you know the for the Golden Girls they had a woman sing it. Do you remember from the Golden Girls?
2: Yes, but I don't know who sings that.
3: Her name <laughs> her name is Cindy Cindy Fee and she was a jingle singer. So she also she was the voice behind the Hoover vacuum cleaner and Pontiac cars and Wheaties.
2: It's amazing once you get typecast as <laughs> something. Yes, there you go. We yeah. need we need a Cindy Fee type.
3: She oh, she great. actually was the jingle singer. Wasn't yeah. but yeah, I mean I thought that so, that's really cool. What a, what a score for her.
2: Which still is still playing on Hulu you can watch it all anytime you <laughs> yes, want
3: you can. yeah but for me it was really more about the song the song so it's it, the lyrics are about a friendship that endures into old age and uh, which of course is appropriate for the show mm-hmm. but when we both get older with walking canes and hair of gray have no fear even though it's hard to hear i will stand real close and say thank you for being a friend it actually made me cry when i was reading the lyrics there you go
2: and that's Probably for that line specifically. That's why it was included. They chose that for the exactly. Golden Girls. The
3: gray-haired ladies or the do, white-haired ladies. Who was your
2: favorite Golden Girl? Who do you relate
3: oh. to? <laughs> I mean, Estelle Getty is hilarious, but probably Maude. Well, I know she's a Maude on the <laughs> <his> show, but <laughs> yes. B Arthur. Yes. That's who you. Yeah. I don't know. I like them all. They were Actually, pretty sassy. I think,
2: weren't B and Estelle like about the same age?
3: Yeah, but Estelle played the mom. They were right. very close in age. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, so you
2: weren't a Betty White type?
3: I mean, I like Betty White. See, well, it's hard to pick. I can't say who, who I you, relate to most. I mean, you know, it's kind of like, it's like picking
2: to, your friends. Who was who your favorite exactly. friend? <laughs> who is, who is your it's friend? hard to say. I think Are I, you a Monica? Are you
3: I think I'm a uh, I like to to think I'm an again. amalgamation of of friends. Okay. The, of the boys and girls together. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Same with the Golden Girls, a little bit. Yes. A little bit sassy, a little mm-hmm. bit of Comic wits, dry, dry, dry sarcasm. Exactly. Uh, okay.
3: I mean, it's a good, I think it's a good mix.
2: Well, that's why I it works. It makes a good show. Yes, exactly. You get five talented actresses, you put them together, you give them something clever to say and boom.
3: Well, it was six on Friends.
2: And then, you know, of course there's Marcel. So he was, what's what's Friends with He was a recurring character. <laughs> or what about Gunther?
3: Gunther. So anyway, thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Andrew Gold, 1978.
2: Very nice. I love that. This is my other movie that I watch every year during Thanksgiving time. It is Planes Trains and Automobiles. John Hughes. Oh,
3: very good. Good yes. choice. Yes,
2: because yeah, it's John Candy, Steve Martin, it's the Thanksgiving holiday. They just want to get home. Or Steve Martin wants to get home and John Candy has other things going on and Hilarity ensues.
3: Yeah. But you expect it to be hilarious, and it, and it was because it's John Candy and, and Steve Martin, but it's also kind of sad.
2: Yes. Very poignant. And Yeah. yeah. Well, John Hughes was kind of good at that. Like, you know, yeah. you have your, your funny moments, but then, you know, there's also some underlying uh, themes yeah. going on there, which is very, yeah, very nice. So, but going to the comedic route, there's my, one of my favorite scenes is when John Candy is in the car and uh, Steve Martin is asleep, and John Candy turns on the radio, and Ray Charles mess around is playing on the air, is playing on the radio, and this is a song that he loves, that John Candy clearly loves, and um, in between driving is just kind of secondary to him because he's got a smoke, he's smoking, and he's playing the keyboards on the dash, and uh, you know, but and then he's also singing and not really paying attention to what's going on, and you know, just. It, it just leads to insanity, to one of my favorite moments in the movie. It all starts with the song, uh, Mess Around. So when I hear Mess Around, I think of John Candy.
0: Oh, you can talk about the pit, barbecue, the band was jumping, the people too, ah, mess around. Very
2: thankful that we had we have John Candy for this movie, and he's one of my favorite comedic actors. So that's uh, that's why I chose oh, that.
3: You were going, you were you were digging deep for this. I'm well, I I'm not appreciate digging. That. <laughs> no, not digging deep as in you know struggle, but you those are really are meaningful for some reason. Mine are just your basic thank you songs. Oh, okay. Well, and
2: actually, <laughs> uh, Plainview Automobiles came out in the '80s. So boom, there's
3: your connection. There's your
2: connection, even though yeah, Rach, that was from the '60s. Mess around. Uh, the movie Yes I. Uh, do you ever Do you watch that movie?
3: Uh, I only I haven't watched it Since the first time I saw it In uh-huh. the theater
2: Well I, I have a copy of it You can you can borrow that That's Maybe Actually this is the season Of Thanksgiving So I'll probably You won't
3: um, be letting me borrow it but, but I can probably stream it
2: You can You should <laughs> It's so. Oh, okay. It's still funny And Funny
3: It's got to get in funny. line Behind the last waltz And What was the other one?
2: Oh, well I'm not gonna watch Alice's West restaurant. Oh, yeah I'm not gonna watch Alice's I, restaurant. Maybe i either. I might just as a if you happen the, to have
3: a lot of time on Thanksgiving weekend.
2: Doubtful. But uh <laughs> but I will find time for playing Strange in Automobiles. I will uh will will yeah. sit the sit the family or whoever around and we can listen, watch. You can laugh, you can With, cry. Yes.
3: Yeah. I'll all You can good. sing.
2: Yes, I I will. I love it. I love that movie. So there you go. There's yeah. my uh there's my Thanksgiving song. <laughs> and mean, so I, so thank you for letting me that. indulge on that. And now I, we go over thank to you. Thank you for sharing. Oh, yes. well, thank you for your appreciation.
3: <laughs> so we're going, oh, so back to me. Yes. Going with another thank you song, which isn't doesn't have thank you in the title, but it's Kind and Generous by Natalie Merchant.
2: Ah, la, 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 <laughs> la. Yes,
3: exactly. Yes, that's the chorus, which does not contain any actual words.
2: That's probably why I remember the song. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, kind of generous. La, la, la. Yeah, I don't remember how the chorus went. It went like, la, 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 la. So but apparently re- that, that was it. That is the
3: chorus. Yeah, so you're not substituting the, la- the lalas. Yeah. You know, that was really it. does say kind and generous yes a song i remember it was a wedding song friends got married later than later than i did because this song was from 1998 and they used this this was their wedding song which i thought was really lovely um she says she wanted to she wanted to write a song that had a universal simple sentiment just gratitude and i love the song it mm-hmm. also is very, very kind of brings tears to my eyes sometimes but it is very simple I, I don't know where the vi the, do you remember the video? I don't. Yeah.
2: Because it's, that was in the nineties. That was after Long you know, after well, MTV was yeah. laid to rest by our yeah. generation. Exactly.
3: Yeah. It was a circus. It was a she was uh, part of a traveling circus. So she and she took on different different characters, I guess, which I didn't really get the connection. Okay. But then again I wasn't always paying attention.
2: <laughs> but yeah, in the nineties it was Natalie Merchant was huge. Yeah. It was all about yeah, all
3: about ten thousand maniacs, and yeah. Well,
2: she had left the maniacs yeah. and that, when she embarked on her solo career. That's yeah. it really she took off, and it was doing the, the Lilith Fair time.
3: Yes, exactly. She was another
2: good Lilith Fair artist. My, I have a friend, um, and my my wife recently saw Natalie Merchant last year. Still liked her. Still good. She's she she's not uh, denying that she's getting older. So she's she's all gray and just uh Aww. <laughs> which I guess. <laughs> It's kind of depressing for some of the people in the eye, like,
3: oh my god, that's Natalie Merchant. I think in the end, people would appreciate that. Sure,
0: oh. but
2: yeah, so she's still she's still out there and singing songs, and I don't know, I don't know if she's putting any, out anything recently, but uh, there was you know like the Michael St- you know connection to yes. REM, and um, so I saw I saw yeah you know, Ten Thousand Maniacs perform a couple times because they were the opening act for oh. REM. I think I saw. I've seen Natalie perform like back in the day. She's great. She twirls around. Yeah, and does all that <laughs> stuff. I, yeah. Actually, fun fact. I got to. That's one of the first shows I took my daughter, my older daughter Maddie, to. And I happened to we we have front row tickets for for the show. And it was it was like a, it was like a small show. It was. It must have been ninety eight or something like that.
3: That's when this was released. No, Maybe because it was, Maddie no, couldn't have Maddie, been ninety-eight because 90, Maddie, was, she was five been... years
2: old, and I couldn't find anyone else to go to the show, and so, <laughs>
3: like,
2: so I right. took Maddie, and like at one point I just kind of sat her up on the on the lip of the stage. She was, she must have been five six years old. She was very young. So
3: did she feel a connection? With and her? it's
2: funny because my friend, who went before we became friends with them, but I told her that we. We were at that show. She's like, I was at that show. I was like, way up at the in the balcony. Like, oh yeah, we were we were sitting in the front. Way row. up in the front, yeah, on the stage. On the stage. That's that fun. fun. Yeah. I that's, guess that's when fun. you need. Yes, when you, when you need a second, that's like okay. Let me take my kids here. Yes. <laughs> but, that's good. Yeah, one of my early musical moments with her.
3: That's really fun. Yeah. I, I've never seen them. I've not seen her, Natalie Merchant, or 10,000 Maniacs, but I, I've seen enough of her. You know, I've seen some live footage of her, so I know the whole, the whole twirly thing. But I think she has a really an impactful voice. I think she has a nice, mm-hmm. you know, obviously distinctive.
2: Definitely. Uh, All right,
3: so next on your movie list.
2: Okay, yes. So my next movie, this is uh... – I don't even know if we could talk about this movie anymore because this guy's kind of uh, on on the outs. Oh no! It's a Woody Allen movie. It's it's Hannah and her sisters.
3: Oh, great film.
2: Hannah and her sisters is still amazing, and you know it's it begins and ends around a family Thanksgiving dinner. That's the Thanksgiving connection, right?
3: Of course.
2: Yeah, so that so there is that, and it's still super funny, but. Despite what's, <laughs> despite Woody and and his yes. the issues going on there, but okay. So there's this band. There's a scene where Woody and Diane Weist are at a show at a rock show, and of course Woody Allen does not like rock music. But they're actually in CBGVs and they're watching this band. And I had no idea who it was until I I looked it up. And it's actually a good song. But it's um it's a Canadian band called Thirty Nine Steps, and I guess at the time they were called the Two Two Twos. Um but uh yeah they're they're uh are a, a band and in, in the they sing the song Slip Into the Crowd and I think it's just uh it's it's ni- it's a great song but of course Woody is, uh, just wants nothing to do with it and Diane Weist is you know she's having a little toot uh, during the show and Woody's going <laughs> crazy um you know Diane says you're witnessing genius and Woody's going my ears are having a meltdown <laughs> He's like I'm frightened after they sing they're going to take hostages <laughs> he just does not want any, anything to
0: do with
3: I it. I don't remember the scene. I only saw the movie once.
0: I want to be like you, said I'm going to fit to your groove. I don't want to be
2: different, said I'm going to be just like you. Because I'm so
0: powered to the Saturday night on the radio. I'm going to dance that because going to do just what I'm told. So.
2: Diane's trying to get her to get Woody to lighten up. Like, why are you so angry? He's like says, you know, I'm not angry. You know, you you don't believe in uh Diane Wee says uh, you know, because because Woody's not open to to rock music and he's and so diane says i'm not angry you know you, you know you well you don't believe in esp you don't like rock music you don't get high it's like i'm dating cardinal cook <laughs> Which i have no idea who cardinal cook is but, either, but still but it's, i mean it's just yeah you just get the i mean diane Wee's plays like this she's just she's old she's in her 40s or something and but she still likes rock music she's and, the hippie sister yes i love songs about extraterrestrial life don't you <laughs> like, I just wonder says, how they got together. <laughs> Not when they're sung by extraterrestrials. <laughs> I do, uh, I, I like that one scene, and I like, I still like Hannah and Her Sisters. It's, again, a funny movie centered around Thanksgiving. A, I,
3: I would like to put it on my list to see again, but I don't know that I could you can't a wa- Woody Allen movie you in my can't, house right now. You
2: can't watch Manhattan. Really un- uncomfortable to watch, but uh, I think Hannah and Her Sisters would be all right. Uh, well, I don't know if we,
3: might be. A hard can we get to a pass? I don't know. we
2: have to. Oh, really? Yeah, because I have a copy of that too. I could watch that yeah. anytime. No, yeah, no. no. So anyway, shout out to uh, Thirty Nine Steps and uh, and hey, there's and their their sh- a short performance at, at a CBGB's.
3: I'm I'm gonna have to consult my Canadian music expert on Thirty Nine Steps.
2: Okay. Yeah.
3: John, are you listening? <laughs> you better yep. be.
2: Right. That, that's that's my also also from the '80s. So there's your uh, another '80s connection. Excellent. Yes. Okay.
3: Yay. Well.
2: All right. Thank I, you for uh, for letting me do that. And now, what do you what do you got?
3: Okay, I am totally reaching here on a Thanksgiving song, but mine was also recorded in 1989, so just under the wire. All right. We'll count okay. this. So you know how you know how um, pumpkin pie is a traditional dessert for Thanksgiving.
2: I've I've heard of pumpkin pie. I do. Are you uh? uh are you prefer pumpkin over apple, or where, oh, where yeah, you Oh yeah, way over
3: apple. But no, this is I, I'm I'm going somewhere with this, so you got to follow okay. me. But I do. Right, pumpkin pie is my favorite. We'll
2: have a pie discussion later. But go ahead. Do you well, like pumpkin pie? Are you a, first of all pie or cake?
3: Probably cake. Okay, yeah. that is
2: incorrect. But go ahead, you can continue. It's not
3: incorrect, and <laughs> and I'm backed up here by my song.
0: Okay. So ahead.
3: where I'm going with this is so while a pumpkin pie is the traditional Thanksgiving dessert, yes, I'm more of a chocolate cake kind of person
2: okay <laughs> you're oh, okay You go.
3: so i'm getting in my crowded you house but you don't you don't have do you have chocolate cake on thanksgiving i always make a chocolate a, a chocolate something sometimes it's a chocolate pie just to appease the pie people
2: thank you so if you invite me over you know make sure you have that ch- chocolate pie okay so so you
3: prefer chocolate pie to pumpkin
2: no no pumpkin pie easily
3: okay i prefer chocolate cake to pumpkin pie okay But pumpkin pie, you got to have a little. And I make one of those, too.
2: Okay. Do you make your own? You don't go to Marie Callender's? No, make it. Good for you. Do you have a secret ingredient, a secret recipe? No, I look for
3: a different one every year. Do you? Yeah, sometimes it's a pumpkin cheesecake. That's good. Yeah.
2: Ooh, that's great. Wow. I'm hungry now.
3: (laughs) Well, it is almost lunchtime. Yeah. So the song I chose is Chocolate Cake. Okay. From Crowded House. Yes. 1989 from Woodface. Woodface, yes. Which is also my favorite Crowded House album. Really? Yes, it is. Okay.
2: I'll allow that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not that I'm the judge and jury, but yes, go ahead. Well, thank you. And you
3: know, the song really isn't even about chocolate cake, right?
2: Oh, now I'm disappointed. Yeah,
3: I mean, it's a lyric in the song, obviously, but it's yes, not it, really about chocolate cake. Yeah, it was
2: one of their. It was an actual single from the. Well, hearing this song,
3: it was. Times. It was not intended as the lead single. However, however, it was ultimately released as the lead single. It was supposed to be. Uh, it's only natural. Was supposed to be the 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 lead song anyway.
2: Oh, that's a great song too. Yes. Ah,
3: might happen. To oh, like this chocolate might.
2: Cake better. This might be one of my favorite albums. I might have to.
3: You, I highly, highly recommend it. Okay. That was two highlys Okay. It did. It did better than than their other the album Temple of Low Men in the U.S. But it was it was thought that it might be offensive to people because of the lyrics. This uh, this song in particular. Chocolate cake. Yeah. Do okay. you know why? Because he refers to uh, the excess of fat on your American bones.
2: <laughs> that's true.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, it, yeah, the lyric. You know, I mean, the lyrics are totally out there.
0: Not everyone in New York would pay the Andrew Lloyd Webber. Miss Trousers fall down as he bows to the Queen and the Crown. I don't know what tune that the orchestra played, but. Mento Can I have another piece of chocolate cake? Damn it, bacon's got a lot on the plate. Can I buy another deep Picasso, babe? Andy Warhol must be lacking in his
2: But It's about indulging, which we love doing. That's why yes. Thanksgiving is the perfect holiday, because it's just about eating. <laughs>
3: There it's you off. go. There's there's the connection.
2: Yes, just yeah. I love to eat. I love to get fats. Yeah.
3: but no, it's not, <laughs> that's not even really the theme. I mean, that's in the 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 chorus. I guess. Can I have another piece of chocolate cake? This is a, uh, another sing at the top of your lung song for me. So anyway, so, listen to Woodface. Chocolate cake is a great is a great song. Uh,
2: yes, although yeah. It, he mocks everything that's American, yes. including Andrew Lloyd Webber. who's English, but just just us going. But it was an. Amer- but the yeah. American appreciation of Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals, because exactly. apparently he had none of that. He probably he, that's probably what happened. He probably went to a, a sh- an Andrew Lloyd Webber show and like I don't get this. This is horrible. Yeah. I mean, and you could
3: see how that would happen. He's a he's a you know if you know his humor and yeah and yeah,
2: just sees the humor and all.
3: Yeah, I needed my little crowded house fix.
2: Okay, fair enough.
3: Give me your last one.
2: Okay. This is not a movie, but it is a TV show. Okay. That is played every year. Trying to help you out here. Animated show. So. We see it every year. Uh, it's played on Thanksgiving. Usually these these cartoon characters are played during the holiday season. You see them a lot. Like peanuts? Yes. Is
3: it Charlie Brown Thanksgiving? Yes. Oh, yeah, of course it's a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. I was thinking of The Great Pumpkin.
2: Well, and around Christmas, of course. Well, yes, those are good, and this is good too. This is a good one. Yeah, uh, it came out in 1973.
3: Okay, so you're um, a little early for the. 80s. Yeah,
2: but it's uh, Vince Vince Guaraldi, mm-hmm. you know, just that that Thanksgiving theme. Uh, you know, just you hear the, the the tickling of the ivories, and you're like, "Yep, yeah, this is the peanuts. This is I love this." The song it, it makes you super nostalgic, yes. which is kind of what Thanksgiving and all the holidays are about.
3: And it's immediately peanuts. Uh,
2: yes, yeah. Do you remember Charlie. the the Thanksgiving? I know everyone remembers the great the great pumpkin. The, the, and everyone, the, the, what the, that story's about? Everyone kind of remembers the Christmas tree, like what's going on there. Thanksgiving. I actually I had to look it up again because I had forgotten.
3: I don't remember.
2: Peppermint Patty's trying to uh, put together a, the perfect Thanksgiving and inviting all all her friends. But, you know, they've got other obligations and they end up putting together their own Thanksgiving uh, celebration. But there's no, you know, of course, Charlie Brown messes it up. The Peppermint Patty quote is, what's this, a piece of toast, a pretzel stick, popcorn? What blockhead cooked all this?
3: I don't remember this. Oh, really? I have to go back and of course, it
2: starts off with, you know, Thanksgiving. We're talking about football. And then, you know, Lucy's like firing oh. up Charlie Brown. Come on, Charlie Brown. This is, we're going to do this. I this is not, it, this time. I wouldn't pull this from you on Thanksgiving of all days. This is all about Thanksgiving. It's all about football. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. And, you know, falls for it every time. And hilarity ensues. <laughs> <laughs> so, well,
3: it's a very good choice. And I'm sorry good, I forgot about it.
2: Yeah. And, and yes, once you play Vince Guaraldi, something about his piano playing. It's like, oh, yes, this is amazing. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. Just that... Light, like jazz type thing. I used to work at the Wave, and so when I hear Vince Guaraldi, we used to play that all the time. And so back in back in the eighties, that's when it was smooth jazz, and so Vince Guaraldi got played a lot.
3: Know, so just a sentimental. So I hear that, yeah. Aww. So there's that,
2: but but yeah. Thank the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving is always uh, a wonderful, a wonderful treat that you should okay. sit your children down and watch it because it's uh, it's you know it's history. It's pop culture history. Yeah,
3: we have seen all the we watch all the Charlie Brown. We watch great pumpkin we watch do you uh christmas yeah but i uh, call me. i mean uh thanksgiving i'll have to go back and yeah there's not all too right.
2: many i don't know any other thanksgiving yeah. i'm sure there are that we're that we're missing out on but you know halloween gets a few and, and chris and christmas get a lot but uh, thanksgiving not too much yeah they try right. they constantly try i think i think there is you know i'm sure shrek yeah. has a thanksgiving thing <laughs> or who knows i
3: will right, well, this so, one's in the queue this year
2: all right good All right. We got a few on the queue that you're going to put in there. It's going to be a long movie weekend. I'm going to give you a list.
3: Okay. 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 Are you going to prioritize them for me? Sure. Okay.
2: I'll be happy to. So – Happy Thanksgiving!
3: Happy Thanksgiving, everyone! Thanks for tuning in to "What Difference Does It Make." Yes,
2: thanks for being my uh, my partner in crime here with on. Let's <laughs> what's the name of the show? What difference does it make?
3: Thank you, Dave.
2: Thank you, thank you to everyone who listens. Uh, please follow us on our social media pages. Where
3: where are those? You Holly? can find us on Facebook. What difference does it make? Instagram. What difference does it make? And Twitter, WDDIM Podcast.
2: Wonderful. Nicely done.
3: Thank you very much.
2: Okay, until uh, next time.
3: Until next time, over and out. Check you later. (laughs) The What Difference Does It Make podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon podcast family.